and welcome to Crypto Cafe with Randy Zuckerberg, where we embrace newcomers and experts alike to all things crypto, NFTs, artificial intelligence, and all the latest disruptive and innovative technology. I am thrilled to bring you an exciting special guest episode today, focusing on tech as a mechanism for wellness. Uh, definitely for more on this topic, you can check out all of our resources at Hug, that's thehug.xyz. And with that, I am so excited to introduce today's special guest who has been a guest on my radio show before. We had such an incredible conversation that I wanted to bring it here to the podcast. Krista Kim is a digital artist and founder of Techism. Her work explores the concept of digital consciousness. Also the co-founder of creative immersive production studio, Zero Studio. Her work has been featured everywhere, Christie's, Sotheby's, Times Square, Venice, you name it. Krista, what a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. It's such a pleasure to be with you today. Thank you, Randy. It's uh, I'm any time that I get to talk to you is a great day. Um, I'd love to just hear a little bit about how you got into the digital art world. What inspired you? Was there one aha moment, or uh, did it was it a, a series of events? I love that question. Well, it it actually came about when I was living in Japan. I was painting. And I was very much interested in creating Zen art because I was very influenced by the art uh, in Japan because there's so much Zen. It's really the pinnacle of Zen, Zen art and, and craftsmanship. And it was in Kyoto when I visited, um, I was living in Tokyo for three and a half years. Kyoto is the place that really changed my life. And it was in 2015 that I had my first encounter with the Roenji Temple Garden which is one of the most sacred Zen gardens in the world. It was built about 500 years ago by Zen monks. And my encounter with it was it was very, very shocking. Like not shocking in a, in a jolting way, but a revelation. Because the space was so Zen. It was composed so beautifully with, some, with the beautiful negative space, the concept of Ma, creating the negative space as part of the, you know, the composition and you know, having an actual value in the composition. Zen came over me, and I thought, my goodness, it's an immersive experience that these Zen monks created hundreds of years ago. And I came away from that knowing that I, too, wanted to participate in this movement. And so it was when I was enrolled in the um, LaSalle College of the Arts Masters of Fine Art program in Singapore, I moved there in 2010, it was around 2011, 2012, when I started to really um, consider, you know, digital, of course, is, you know, the future because my smartphone, social media, like this was really taking over my interaction with pen and paper. And I thought light is the new ink. And that's when I decided I want to use the screen because I saw that the screen was just so addictive mm. and that TV screens also are very addictive. And I thought I want to use a screen as a mechanism for Zen, for healing, for wellness. And that's what began began my journey. I, I it's so beautiful. I, I would I, I'm wondering um, after that experience, like what is it that makes you get up in the morning and motivates you? Like what's the impact that you want your art and your life to have? I want to create healing, inspiring and 
art that brings people together uh, through the digital medium. And I, I want to bring it around the world. Um, I want to change people's consciousness from that of passive consumers into conscious co-creation. I, I want people to be empowered through creativity and also understand that ancient practices of meditation and well-being and wellness, all of these ancient practices that have used, that have basically served humanity for thousands of years, should be reinterpreted for the digital age. And so that that's what really, you know, makes me wake up in the morning and is motivated to create. I, I meditate every day, Randy. And it is meditation, it's transcendental meditation that truly transformed my life. And I really began to do it seriously while I was enrolled in the Masters of Fine Art program in, in Singapore. So I started in 2013 and it has really sort of, how would you say, really informed my, my mission and to bring meditation to the masses of the digital uh, medium. I think that's so fantastic. I've I've often reflected recently on the fact that um so much especially when you work in the tech world, everything is kind of like what's happening in the future? What's happening tomorrow? And sometimes you really have to study the past to understand where we're going. And I think um you so beautifully summed up why that's so important for anyone who's working in in tech or the arts. So thank you for that. Thank you. And I also believe that now is the time with emerging technologies. And as you know, Randy, we always get swept up in these hype cycles in tech. And right now, uh, AI is, is, is everything. And the, yes, AI is the future. AI is powerful. And I actually believe that with AI, we can now allow people to learn about um, you know, really tried, tested and true philosophies and wisdom of human civilization that can be passed on through AI, through conversational models, through education, through immersive experiences of art and culture that are going to benefit every single one of us in a mass accessible scale so that everyone has the benefit. And I believe this can actually help alleviate the mental health crisis because it's books it's the philosophies, it's the stories, it's the art that brings us together, that understands the human condition, that, that you don't feel alone when you hear a, good, this, a song that really speaks to you in your situation, or you read a book and the character, you're living through the character, you understand the character. It's this shared experience that we need to bring back into tech. For sure. Um, I'd love to hear more about your record-breaking piece, Mars House. Um, uh, you've been a, a real pioneer in um, combining real estate, architecture, and Web3. So tell us more. Well, I, yes. So basically, I, you know, and basically right now, ever since AI has become so widely available to, to the public, um, I, I was at the TED conference uh, in Vancouver uh, just this past year, about six months ago, and I was invited to speak on Web3. And uh, having attended you know, these incredible talks by AI experts, I realized that there is a lot of fear, um, you know, and, and people are afraid that AI, it, the insurgency and the threat of AI, which is a real threat, uh, will ultimately, um, you know, cause the demise of, of our futures and our children's futures. And I thought, well, it doesn't have to be that way. 
because as a creator, I actually see and I can integrate different silos of technology. I believe that blockchain is actually going to be a real source of security and truth. Because as you know, going forward in the post-AI future, you know, the, the number one thing we're going to question is, is this real or is this fake? And I think that we need to create a layer of trust. And that's what the blockchain will provide for us. It can actually provide verification and authenticity of what the truth is and what's real. And then, of course, when you have that integrated with your digital identity, which is another thing we must, it's a new philosophical concept. You know, now we're going beyond, uh, you know, the the Greek axioms of well, who, who, who am I and you know, I think, therefore I am. I think now it's more like uh, going forward is like, um, who am I? Is this real? And we have to verify it in the blockchain. Like that, that's the new reality. It's digital identity. And I think with biometrics, there's a company called Tenbeo that I'm collaborating with to create an art project called Veritas. And Veritas is where we demonstrate how we can have your heart algorithm, which is unique to every one of us, like your fingerprint, uh, place that in the blockchain and have that as, a, as, as an, an ID identification in the blockchain uh, functionality, but also an algorithm that is art. So you have your Veritas artwork that represents the unique algorithms of your heartbeat, of you. And then that can also act as a wallet to access all of your assets, your, your data, and also you can basically verify what is your original unique IP or your likeness as, as uh, Randy Zuckerberg? You can verify that this show and this recording is authentic, that you did actually participate and it represents you. And I, I think going forward, we, we need these technologies more than ever now. And so that the foundational layer of, of, of this has to be built out. But once we have the, these you know, technologies um, that we can benefit from, then we can basically, you know, see AI as a tool that will not threaten us because we'll know how to, you know, to, to basically use it without the threat of insurgency. Mm. So beautiful. I, Chris, I know you also have um, a, a real passion and experience working in the fashion world. I'd love to hear a little bit more about some of the exciting collaborations you've done there and how you think that fashion can play a role in all of this, too. Oh, that's wonderful. So, you know, of course, all of this is, is um, you know, built on the blockchain, as you know. Um, I believe very, uh, very, very, I mean, I know that, that basically the future will be built on blockchain, that NFTs uh, will be all assets and, and exchange. And, um, you know, in the future, we're basically going to be living uh, an XR future. But I, I actually have always believed that AR is much more much more uh, easy to use and will will be better and going forward like we have the apple vision pro that's launching but there are other products and 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 the technology is actually getting smaller getting more lightweight getting more powerful we'll get to the point where we'll have wearables ar wearables that are really thin and fashionable and we'll also have contact lenses so that we can have this you know consistent experience of of our world with a digital layer of experiences. And that will allow us to see and experience digital fashion on ourselves and on everyone else. So 
the ability for people to purchase fashion as a digital concept instead of fast fashion, for example, you can just, you know, put on this uh, skin of digital fashion that you buy from whatever brand, and it could be a, a complete creator's economy built on this, independent creators selling their, their fashion as NFTs and benefiting from that uh, creator's economy, uh, which can be built on Lamina One, for example. That's another conversation. But uh, really having the ability for people to express themselves freely and to, to have a more sort of sustainable option of how to express themselves you know, in fashion, self-expression, and creativity, I believe that's going to be a real groundbreaking uh, thing. And that's where fashion and digital fashion, it's all physical and digital, it's all gonna go in that direction. Where you buy a physical article of clothing and it's actually attached to its digital digital version as well that is animated, that's connected to your biometrics, that's connected to whatever data. And uh, you know, it's, it's really exciting. Speaking of exciting, it's now time for our special mentorship segment where an emerging artist gets to ask our incredible guest a question. If you're interested in asking a question and getting mentored live on the show in the future, make sure you follow us at Hug on so all social media channels. The link is in the show notes, so definitely go there and you could be on a future episode of this show. With that, I'm going to throw over to my colleague, Michael, who has a question from Patrick, an artist from Nigeria. Michael, maybe you can share a little bit more about Patrick and Patrick's question. Absolutely, Randy. I'm thrilled to represent Patrick, a multidisciplinary artist from Nigeria. His work focuses on identity and how perspective alters reality. So here's his question for Krista. So Krista, your art often explores themes of light and color, creating immersive experiences. Can you share the process behind translating such sensory experiences into a digital medium? Basically, philosophically, I believe that the colors, the gradients that I create, uh, the idea behind it is that I, I'm creating an experience of Zen. So usually when you're looking at a screen, you're looking at uh, some messaging, you're looking at images that are moving. And, you know, it's a lot. And it's, it's um, I think that for me, I just, I just want to strip it all down into the basics, which is light, color, and sound. And I, I really believe that the immersive experience of art is, has a profound uh, effect on, on, you know, society. And, and that's what I learned from the, my immersive experience at the Roenji Temple Garden. So this is really an ancient practice that comes from, uh, you know, Zen Buddhist monks, um, 500 years ago in the Ruanji Temple Garden. I'm just passing on and carrying on that tradition into the digital realm. So the immersive experience that I did, for example, in Times Square was taking over 96 screens uh, right after COVID, which is the first uh, activation of Times Square Arts, which curated the, the programming. And, uh, you know, since COVID, all the lockdowns is the first one. And so the message there was, let's create a space of wellness uh, of, you know, well-being, of, of togetherness, of vulnerability, of empathy, and that shared experience. So that, that's, that was the goal, and, and, and truly that was communicated to people who had emotional uh, experiences in that space um, because they felt, they felt exactly what my intention was. And the gradient is another thing because it also represents 
the fluidity of our human civilization, uh, because we are we are basically creating a new civilization that is digital. It's the digital age, so that's affecting our society, whereby we're becoming more fluid. Um, you know, race, religion, geography, all of these um, all of these divisions that we used to have are are basically being transcended through the digital technology that we're using. It's very Marshall McLuhan. The medium is the message. Through the digital technology, we're transcending these limitations, and therefore, uh, collectively, we're actually becoming more and more fluid than we were 50 years ago, 100 years ago. And you'll see more and more of that uh, become more and more prevalent. I think that's that's such a beautiful answer. And thank you so much, um, Michael. That was a beautiful representation for Patrick, uh, who had this question all the way from Nigeria. Hug is such a global platform, and we love showcasing and highlighting emerging uh, artists from all over the world. So uh, wonderful that we got to hear from Patrick today. And uh, thanks so much for for chiming in with that. Um, Krista, that was a, I, such a beautiful answer and very inspiring. Um, in uh, the final minutes that we have left together, I'd love to hear about what you're working on now. I, you co-founded Creative Immersive Production Studio Zero Studio. I know you're always working on so many projects. So what's exciting you and what's taking your time right now? Thank you so much for asking. So um, Zero Studio, we're, I'm basically working on a project with Deepak Chopra. And uh, the project is basically going to be the very first of its kind um, example of how AI uh, can be used for wellness and for you know spirituality and uh, for humanity, which is at the core of our philosophy. Our studio really wants to create um, you know experiences uh, at uh, you know, the leading edge of technology, the emerging technology uh, for for education, health and wellness, and for culture. So our 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 project is to create his um, avatar that is a conversational model that will allow people to access his wealth of knowledge, his depth of wisdom, and his compassion as a human being. Um, you know, anyone can basically have a conversation with him when they need um, guidance or if they're curious about their lives or about, you know, what what is the meaning of life? You know, these are these are very um, universal questions that every human being asks, and every human being goes through trauma in their lives or hardships. Why not turn to AI as a, as a source of information that can help guide people out of difficult situations? And so that's, that's the point, and we're going to uh, launch that project at Davos. I'll be speaking at Davos in January and presenting my artwork, Continuum, which is the same artwork that I featured in Times Square, uh, the movement continues, and it's a real honor to become a cultural leader for the World Economic Forum, to have that platform to, to push forward you know, these, uh, these uh, philosophies that uh, I believe are going to contribute to, to humanity in a very effective way. Mm, so beautiful. And congratulations. That's really exciting. Um, and uh, I can't imagine a more perfect partnership than, than you and Deepak Chopra. Um, I, I'm also curious, I'm always curious to hear where, where other people get inspired from. So I, I'm curious, you know, who, what other artists inspire you or what do you read or listen to that, that you pull motivation and inspiration from? I love that. I love it. So I'm, of course, I believe that my regular meditation practice is always tapping me into new, fresh ideas 
um, intuitively. But besides that, I, I really enjoy um, the, I mean, for example, the artwork uh, that I'm, the exhibition that I'm collaborating on right now is in Seoul, Korea, at the DDP um, Dongdaemun Plaza uh, Center. It is built by Zaha Hadid. The artists that I'm participating with in that show are all artists that truly, truly inspire me. Um, Marshmallow Laser F uh, Feast, uh, Carlston Nikolai, Fuse, just to name a few. These are my contemporaries in the digital immersive art sphere, and we have 11 artists all together creating architectural installations all separately in one gigantic place. So if you have a chance, and if you're in Seoul up until December 31st, that's an exhibition you really should check out. So I'm, I'm really, you know, I'm really um, uh, focused on artists that are my contemporary artists doing incredible things worldwide. Rafik Anadol, of course, um, I admire very much. Um, and, you know, there, there's so many other artists, um, difficult to list right now, but I'm, I'm always uh, collaborating and working with incredible um, artists. But I think that right now, um, I'm just really reading a lot about Zen. Um, I'm, I'm actually reading The Way of Zen uh, by Alan Watts right now. And I'm also reading um, Diary of a Yogi. Um, and so I'm just really going into, uh, you know, maintaining my spiritual practice and, uh, but at the same time pushing forward and, you know, keeping, keeping uh, abreast of what's happening in technology with the World Economic Forum and, uh, and TED and, and all these incredible, uh, you know, institutions. Amazing. Krista, where can people go to connect with you and see all of the amazing things you're up to? Well, I'm, I'm very active on Instagram. I'm also on X platform and, um, my, my website is regularly updated with my upcoming events. Um, uh, I can be reached through, through Instagram on DMS and, um, and also through my website. And, um, yeah, I'll, I'm, I will be busy. I will be in Dubai at Arch Dubai next March. And, um, I also plan on doing a show in, Oh, in Paris, actually. And uh, I will I will make the announcements uh, on my website, but I will be doing multiple international shows next year as well. Incredible. What a delight. Always a pleasure to speak with you, Krista. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to connect with us and talk about what motivates and inspires you. Likewise. It's always a ple pleasure, Randy. Thank you so much again. That was Krista Kim, digital artist, founder of Techism, and also the immersive studio, zerostudio.ai. Definitely encourage you to check out Krista's incredible art, which has been exhibited everywhere. And you heard it here. We'll continue to have multiple international shows this year and Davos and so many exciting things. If you want to learn more about the NFT community, creating digital art, getting started, marketing your art, whatever you want, we have so many free resources and news over at Hug. We have an incredible community that's just waiting to embrace you there. So I encourage you to subscribe to Hug's weekly newsletter, Creator Royalties, and visit us at thehug.xyz. I'm Randy Zuckerberg. You've been listening to Crypto Cafe. Tune in next week for a brand new episode of what you need to know in the world of creative art 
and tech disruption and innovation with myself and my uh, esteemed hug contributors where we cover the latest trending news in the space in 10 minutes or less. And stay tuned for more special guest features like today right here in the Crypto Cafe.